As far back as I could remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. I don't want no scrub. A scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me. Hanging out the passenger side of his best friend's ride, trying to holler at me. I don't want no scrub. A scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me. Hanging out the passenger side of his best friend's ride, trying to holler at me. Are you entertained? The Scrubs Podcast. Scrubs podcast featuring your boy Trey Lesio, the Don of Entertainment. We got my brother in the studio, Two Fly, Ty Ty Lesio, and my cousins, the Scrubs themselves, Cam and Cade Armstrong. And we got the Turtle Killer. How you guys doing? Doing good, good, man. Great. It's a great day. It's I was a, just about to say that. It's a great day. Hey, I'm, I'm excited for this podcast. Let's get into it. It's going to be fun. If you're new to the yeah, program, yeah, it's a fun, informative pop culture podcast with uh, kind of, we're going to throw a little debate spin mixed in with some gaming talk. It's going to be fun. So let's hop right into it. We're going to kick it off with our pop culture headlines. Um, Biggest one of the day, uh, we got our boy Cam repping the shirt here. Uh, Lil Uzi Vert surprisingly dropped Eternal a take. Um, it kind of was becoming detox for a minute. I think it was two years in between. Two years, yes, sir. Uh, so people, he's been hyping this album for a long time. Finally dropped. Uh, we kind of got a hint that it was because he was spazzing on Twitter for a little bit. Um, oh, yeah. During our debates, Cam and I will be debating this um, album, but I want to give the floor to Cade and Ty to see what their initial reactions are and what they think. So Yeah, I'll, I'll start us off. Yeah. Cam, Cam and Trey, you guys are going to go. Right. Are you guys going to give your takes first and then debate? or just? Save I'll, just, I'll save it for the debate. Okay. Yeah, I'll go first. All right, then I guess I'll save mine. Okay. I, I won't lie. I was thoroughly impressed with this album. Let's go. Yes, sir. I, you know, I didn't have a whole lot of expectations going into it, uh, so I had the bar, you know, wherever you go into listen, listening to a Vert album. But I was telling Trey before the podcast started, I thought this album ended very strong. Like, my, my problem with Lil Uzi in the past is, like, a lot of his music sounds the same. Like, you can listen to an album and it is sound kind of gets old and it gets blended a little bit. But this album really did a good job, I thought, of mixing it up a little bit. Uh, he showed off. He sang. He sang a little bit. Very catchy. A lot of trap vibes. And I, I, I'm kid you not. The last four songs, I was like listening to and at work, just like going crazy. <laughs> I was feeling the last four songs. Great. I would say, I would say probably my my favorite. Um, P two. Like I was like just gonna go off on the uh, push me to the edge and hit the little switch on you. I, I really enjoyed that and the Backstreet Boys uh, song. Those like those, those were good songs. And I would say from the beginning of the album, 
what was it, uh, Silly Wrist or something like that? Silly, yeah, watch. silly watch, yes, sir. Silly yeah. Watch, Silly that, Watch. That, that, one has been, that one's been blowing up. A lot of people that one, that that one. one went crazy, too, I thought. Uh, overall, overall, I thought it was a, I thought it was a really good album. Uh, you know, I I thought it was entertaining. One thing I would say is like, you can pick away and pull songs and like vibe to them and like it'll set you in a mood. I wouldn't want to listen to this album like over and over and over again, just like continuously from front to end, because then I think it would kind of just like get old. But you know. Friday night, you know, you're getting ready to get off work. You throw a couple of these songs on. It's going to put you in a good mood. All right. Let's hear it. I'm a big Uzi fan. So two years, I had a lot of hype for this album. And it did not disappoint. I was worried that, you know, two-year wait, lots of expectations going in. It didn't disappoint. Uh, the My favorite song is Silly Watch. It's more of a trap one. <laughs> But don't sleep on I'm Sorry. That song is really good. You got at the second listen to that song, you'll like it a lot more. The album sort of tells a story if you listen to the end snippets. But you got to listen 1 through 18, I think it is. And then P2 is just different. You don't really see that a lot. It is very good. Okay. So we got two with thumbs up. Ty and Kane yeah, with it, thumbs up. Give it a thumbs up. Okay, I enjoyed it. I, I feel like I feel like I I feel like we're gonna get another thumbs up, but we're gonna save the third one for. The, oh yeah. <laughs> and what I would have to say, like the, I thought the cover art was really cool too. Uh, I will the cover say art was super cool. cool. And I'm I'm glad that he chose uh, number two because that was my favorite. He let the people choose, so I respect that. <laughs> Is that what you would have voted for? That's what I did vote for on the poll. He actually put a poll up. That's what happened. How about how about you, kid? I voted for two. Yeah, two is dope. Did you partake? In the I didn't. Vote? I didn't vote, but like internally, I'm, in my soul, I voted for two. <laughs> <laughs> number two. Fits hey, the album no, perfectly. Right. All right. Uh, we'll come back to eternal take. We're gonna get a uh, deep dive into it on our debate segment. But uh, another big thing that I personally this this I felt the probably equivalent of what you guys felt today. Uh, when I saw this drop, first of all, so Kendrick Lamar and Dave Free, who does all of TVE's music videos, they unveiled plans for a multilingual platform for music, movies, TV, art, books, podcasts um, for creators. It's called PG Lang. Um, I don't know. It was very like ambiguous and kind of artsy. It was a cool vibe. I don't know if you guys saw the video that went with kind of the announcement, but didn't really explain anything. Um, but then if you go to the website, there's a little GIF that um, has redacted words on it, if you will. And it basically tells you their mission statement, what they're going to be. Uh, very cool. Uh, it's like basic. It, it's it's Kendrick's way of um, uh, a record label slash movie studio like I, I foresee this becoming a big thing if it blows up which Kendrick Lamar it's bound to blow up in my opinion but the big question for you guys is do you think that a new album will follow this big announcement what do you think Ty? um I hope it does but this just doesn't really feel like a album rollout I think it's a really cool platform and I think it had a lot of opportunity to be successful but it doesn't feel like a Kendrick Lamar rolling out his album 
yet. I hope it's coming soon. Hope we get it in 2020. So you think he'll let it breathe a little bit? Like he'll let this mm-hmm. kind of uh, yeah. It doesn't it doesn't feel like an album rollout. Okay. Okay. What do you guys think? Do you think it is Trey? Ah oh, man. So when I first saw when I first saw the announcement, right, I got so excited because I mean Kendrick Lamar doesn't tweet very often, so I saw the tweet. Uh, instantly go to the website because it was just a link that uh, was first tweeted out. And there's a video on the website. It's their visual mission statement. I watched it and there was music within it. And if you listen closely, it sounds like Kendrick, but it could also be Baby Keem. I I don't know. I think there might be both potentially. And then there's some Georgia Smith on there who is Leo (laughs) gorgeous. And it was a really cool video. I don't really know what it's about, but it's really cool. Yeah, like I said, I want I want to collaborate with PG Lang. I'll be honest with you. I don't know what it is, but I'm here for it. What do you guys think? Um, I don't think an album is gonna come. Actually, I could see it like when it first starts kicking off, Kendrick drops an album to make it really big to like you like the first album on that mm-hmm. platform to right. kind of bring attention. Well, it's obviously gonna bring attention to it. Yeah. Right. Right. I would be annoyed if he dropped an album and it would like only be released on like kind of like what Jay Z did with Title yeah. and get it for a little bit on Title. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't for this. I don't foresee this being like a service. Like I, I think it's more so um, a way to bring in creators. Like let's just say he picked up Are You Entertained and wanted <laughs> Are You Entertained to be on. P- I think it's more so for the creator. Yeah. It's not really a service for people to use, if if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just how I perceived it. I, I guess there haven't really been any explanation with this. It's all kind of ambiguous. So I guess we're left to see what will happen. But can't, can't yeah. thoughts. Yeah, this definitely doesn't feel like an album rollout. Because like with Uzi, I'll just use him as an example because he did drop today. But he put the single Futsal Shuffle out in December. And it's like, okay, well, maybe it might actually happen. And then he put out a single close to last Sunday. So a week from today. Or not today, today is Thursday, whatever, almost a week. And you're like, okay, it's getting real close. Like you can tell but for this, it just seems like this is, he's going to let it be its own standalone thing. Anything Kendrick t- touches tends to turn to gold too. So I'm sure this will be a big thing. Right. Do you guys think that we'll see a Kendrick album in 2020? Or do you think I, he'll focus on this all year? I definitely hope so. I mean, I, I would think so. It's been a while. It's been coming up on three years here. End of summer. Yeah, here's summer here's, seems like Kendrick's time. Here's the thing, uh, he's he's on the big uh, festival circuit. Like I, I can't mm-hmm. exactly, but I think he's doing maybe Coachella or Lala or one of those. Um, and I think he might be doing like Rolling Loud. Like there's a few of those big concerts that he's headlining. So mm-hmm. that makes me think he's gonna put out the new album in order to perform that. That's just kind of the way it goes for most people but then again frank ocean is headlining one i think coachella or something so you would think that he would drop new music but that's pretty far stretched so who knows but uh i'm here for new kendrick music i can't wait for that yeah so. the only thing i'll add is well i love how one of the biggest things i love about kendrick marley he moves in silence like right. he you, you don't really know what, what he's up to until you know what he's up to um so it'll start percolating when when the album's on the way, and uh, we'll we'll know when it's on the way. Will it be a surprise drop? 
I love a, I love a surprise drop. I did. Uh, I did I, it's hard to pre- predict. Like hard, today, baby. It's hard to predict a surprise drop. I think a surprise drop has to be like executed perfectly. Like you have to be, mm-hmm. you have to have the fame and the following to do so. And I think obviously Kendrick Lamar has that. Lillard, oh, yeah. I will admit, has that. Um, he does have have that. His past two albums, he's done that. Now he's pulled that off. Right. So. It, it takes a certain individual to do that. But one, I want because I forgot to mention this when we were talking about Lil Uzi album. I got a lot of uh, prime uh, Lil Wayne vibes in in this album. I, it felt it felt like <laughs> felt like prime Lil Wayne on this album. I won't lie. Okay, that is your opinion. He, he definitely has star power. Whether you like him or not, you have to admit that. A star power, yeah, for sure. Okay. Let's let's keep moving on with the headlines because I want to get to this debate segment. It'll be because it's gonna be fun. Uh, movies, TV. So kind of the big thing that we have here. We have a couple things, but uh, Matt Reeves, the director of the upcoming Batman movie, has shared pictures and or video of Robert Pattinson as Batman, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, and, and uh, Robert Pattinson as Batman standing next to Batmobile. Um, so very, I, I personally thought they were pretty cool little, uh, tidbits and pictures. What do you guys, what, what was your initial, first of all, have you guys even seen them? What do you guys think? I have seen them. I've seen them. Um, I didn't like the Batmobile. Okay. It was too, not, it wasn't gadgety enough. If that makes sense. It's not the kind of car style that I usually see batman with okay what do you guys think of the suit the suit's sweet i loved the fact uh somewhat uh, it went around the day that it dropped on twitter uh they zoomed in on the bat logo and they pointed out that uh it's it looks like two guns and people pointed out in the in the old comics that in the comics bruce wayne takes the guns that killed his his parents and use them as the bat logo so that people are saying that they're going to incorporate in that uh, in the upcoming movie. I'm here for that. That's super dope. I've also been picking up vibes that this is going to be a very dark Batman. Robert Pattinson has been quoted saying that um, it's this Bruce Wayne is going to be similar to some of his old indie roles which makes me think it's going to be dark and maybe even hinted at a rated an r rating so i'm here for that uh what do you what do you guys think about all that um i don't have a lot to say but what i do want to point out is there is a lot of pressure on dc here um the last couple batmans have been a couple swing and misses in my opinion um and the ben affleck ones correct right yeah and i I think there's a lot of pressure to get this one right. Um, I hope they take their time and perfect it and give us a good Batman movie because it's such an interesting character and so much that they can do with it. Um, so please, DC, don't mess this one up. Um, my personal favorite superhero, period. I mean, I think my whole thing with superheroes is I like superheroes that are grounded and mm-hmm. could it has the feel that they could actually happen. Like, he doesn't actually have powers. That's that's what makes Batman so intriguing to me is because he's like a rich guy with all this technology, but that's just what makes him cool in my opinion. That's why I like Daredevil so much because really he's blind, but I mean, does he really have powers? You know what I mean? Like I like a grounded hero, and that's why I think 
Batman does the trick. And and just DC has the better villains, straight up. And yeah. Batman is the forefront of that. I'm really excited because it's going to be a villain-focused movie. We have Catwoman, we have Penguin, we have the Riddler. So hopefully it's not cheese. Hopefully it's it's grit and it's dark. That's, that's is there is there a timeline on this one? Like when it's coming out? Yeah. It's coming out next year. Okay. Yeah, I think next summer is when it's coming out. So, do you have anything to add, Cam? What do you think? No, I'm just ready for something fresh. I've seen enough of Ben Affleck. I'm kind of ready for something different. Speaking of, like they kind of dropped the ball, so they're on to the next. Yeah. Speaking of Ben Affleck, I saw the new uh, Ben Affleck movie, The Way Back. Uh, How def- was that? Definitely worth a watch. I uh, just dropped the unfiltered cinematic, so go check that out. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Uh, <laughs> I won't reveal my rating, but it was good. Solid, solid sports movie. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, you guys will have to let me know what you guys think. For sure. Keeping it rolling. Another uh, pop culture tidbit. We have Christian Bell. He has been confirmed as the villain in the upcoming Thor movie. I think Tessa Thompson in a run in a press run for Westworld revealed that. Um, so now the internet is running wild as to what character he will portray. I personally am not the comic book nerd geek guy, so I don't really know a lot of Thor villains that haven't already been portrayed. Do you guys have any uh, predictions or do you know anything about that? That's going to be more Cam's ballpark, if he knows anything. I mean, that's my ballpark, but I really have no idea of possible possible characters. But it has to be someone powerful, because I heard that Natalie Portman was going to be the female Thor. So if you have two Thors, my guess is it has to be something, someone very powerful. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, I mean, this just reiterates the like our prediction in the last podcast that we thought he was going to be the villain, because he's too big a star to be a, a reoccurring hero. So I, I that kind of pointed more towards the villain. Now it just becomes who um, I think Ares would be a good pick. That would loop in the dark Avengers. And that um, opens up the door for a whole new set of movies that they could do. Um, so that would be my first initial guess. But I don't, I don't have an educated opinion on who Christian Bale's character play. But I do, I just have a feeling, like, kind of how it's going to be formatted is that we're going to get Christian Bale for two movies. Um, I think for oh, wow. personal kind of be a bill, they're going to be going at each other. And yeah. then the next one is when we're going to see, I mean, because we're not going to Christian Bale as a villain for a long period of time. So I, oh, man. I could see him being into um, fighting and not... So he doesn't die. Doesn't die in the third one and get get him in the second and, and one. Love and Thunder. Yeah, After credit scene. Because this because this, this Love and Thunder is going to be Guardians too. No, that's a different no. Okay. Because Thor is going to be in Guardians. That hasn't been fully confirmed yet. So. He's going to be. He, he's got to be. You would think so with where you know Endgame ended, but what's the timeline of this one? Is it going to be Fat Thor? I we. Don't know that either. I hope not. I didn't like I, w- I would hope they go away with that. But Cam, do you have breaking news for us or something? What was that? Well, yeah, Uzi is just going crazy on Twitter. And some of his biggest, like, most teased songs, like, his snippets, like, one's called Myron. And everyone 
it's big because right now it's number three trending on Twitter. People were a little upset that it wasn't on Eternal Take. And this is one that I've been waiting for. And then there's another song called Kobe Rolly. And Uzi all today has been tweeting about the deluxe edition tonight. I like saw a, a lot of stuff about tonight. And he just tweeted, like, he just tweeted the word Myron with a fire emoji. So he's alluding to the fact that it's going to be on the deluxe. And then he earlier he tweeted Roll, Kobe, like, for Kobe Rolly, which is the that snippet one, name. That one, did he tag Chief Keep? Did I see? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So the, okay. two of his most anticipated songs are probably going to be on the deluxe. So, so that's we're going to see a lot more boozy this year. I also saw that he tagged Future, uh, Lil Baby. Lil Baby, Young Thug. Oh, he Tekka? I don't know if he tagged Tekka. But he, he he's tweeting at a lot of artists right now, yes. Interesting. Interesting. He's already firing up the hype for the Deluxe Edition. When do you think that will drop? In like three years? <laughs> <laughs> People say no, there's going to be another album this year. He said that he's treating wow. this year like 2016, and in 2016 he dropped two albums. So we'll see what happens. There you go. You guys are in heaven. <laughs> All right, let's keep it going. Uh, next up on the docket we have sports. Unless K, uh, K, do you want to talk Clone Wars or no? Um, nah, we can save that for a later one. Okay, sounds good. Uh, moving it on to sports. So uh, rumors are still floating around about tom brady and if and where he will land uh do you guys think he's going anywhere or will he stay true to his hulu super bowl commercial <laughs> i ain't going anywhere which i personally thought was the ultimate troll it was hilarious um is he going to stick with that or is he going somewhere honestly i don't know i've heard things and seen some things on social media but what, what do you think here ty do you have an input um no he's not going anywhere uh, so he's, he's staying true to Hulu. He's gonna. Yeah, I, I didn't take a lot of stock into the Hulu ad. Um, I, I think the Hulu commercial was about his retirement, not about his free agency. Yeah, yeah no, that I took, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Well, but um, I think he's gonna be a Patriot. I think he's got one year left, one or two. I just don't think he wants it. He's not gonna go out on that last season that he had right there. Um, but I could definitely see. The Patriots making some moves here in this draft, going to get someone um, to try and take the the torch from Tom Brady in the near future. I think that's their only only move. So let's talk about the side of him going somewhere. Yeah, if he did go somewhere, I've seen the most. I've seen the Niners, which I, is very interesting that he would go know. in front of Garoppolo and they want to get rid of Garoppolo. <laughs> I've seen I've seen the Raiders, Oakland. Tampa Bay. Yep. Those two I think are the most probable out of out of all the rumors. So I've heard, they, I've heard San Diego as well, or Los Angeles, I guess now they are. Okay, um, interesting. So what do they what do they do with Philip Rivers? They just ship him off. I I don't know if he, he might be done. I don't think he's decided on next year. Man, I'm I'm I'll be honest. I'm not a big Philip Rivers guy to start with. So I don't know. And then with the Raiders, you have David Carr, which he, he's up and down, but he's still kind of young. And, and at Tampa Bay, you still he's Jameis Winston's still there, right? Yeah, but he's but he's garbage, right? But straight he, basura. But he eats a W. Right? <laughs> hey, so, hey, hey, he threw the most touchdown passes in the NFL this year. Touchdown passes, thirty interceptions. 
not going to want to go get Tom Chance. No, I mean, obviously you'll get uh, probably the best quarterback of all time. You're going to get him for one, maybe two years. I don't know. But I'd be so disappointed if Tom Brady went somewhere else. Like, that's just, that's not him. He's a Patriot. That's how it should end. A lot Mm -hmm. of the quarterbacks do it. Brett Favre, Joe Montana, retired a chief. Um, Yeah. I, I just feel like it would be so – Brady has just always been in the Patriot system, right? And to go to somewhere like Tampa Bay or uh, Oak or Las Vegas now um, would just be – I don't think would, he would – I don't think it would be the best situation for him, and I think he knows that. It would look weird. Yeah, it would just be weird. Cam, what do you think? Is he going anywhere? I – I, I think he's going to end up somewhere, but I don't I don't want him to go somewhere. I think he should just end as a Patriot. Fair enough. Have Fair the same leg- legacy comparable to that of Kobe. Okay. Okay. Um, all right, NFL Combine. Um, Ty put this on here. We have who who we have going number one in the draft. Um, I, I haven't really been, you know, following it with, like, Mel Kuyper style where, like, who has the top pick and who's going to, like, one, two, three, four. Um, I mean, the overall number one talent, I think, is Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, yeah. I mean, he has small hands, boy. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) he's tiny. (laughs) Can't even get a whopper. But the dude is a stud, and he's going to be a great (laughs) – I think he's going to be a really good pro quarterback, so – I would, I mean, I would take him, but who has the number one pick this year? Browns, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Yeah, they're brutal. Uh, yeah, it's not ideal for Joe Burrow. Yeah, but what are we thinking about Tua? He's got a good couple targets though. To AJ Green. Uh, Sleep on Tua going number two overall. I'm telling you, I could see that. I could see, I could see that as well. I think um, his draft stock has gone up um, lately, um, but I, Isaiah Simmons. I do think it's going to end up being Joe Burrow. Uh, with his tiny hands going number one, um, and I don't think that's what it should be. I think the you don't. I think the number one overall prospect in this draft, Chase Young, Ohio State defensive end, is a complete game changer. He is a stud. He can be play the three technique, play the D end on the five, can drop back and play linebacker. He is going to be a talent in this league to come. What about the Iowa lineman who ran like the four? Tristan Wirfs. Yeah. That's what about the Nebraska defensive lineman? What are they talking about him? I mean, he has to be first going round. first round. First round Just yeah. Is it high first round? I, I don't know. Pro- probably mid, mid first round. He, I think he's like top five. Okay. I mean, yeah. rightfully so. And then the Clemson linebacker ran a four. Isaiah Simmons. Yes, sir. Nuts. I have my eye on him. Four, three. Someone's a four, three. Fan. Nine, okay. Nine. Yeah. That's you see those play. Nebraska D linemen? No one cares about Nebraska. No, they, it was they ran the fastest forty times for people over three hundred pounds in like twenty years. Wow. This draft, this draft has a lot of talent, and I'm a little salty because the Rams do not have any freaking picks. The one still group, go Joe Burrow one. I can't <laughs> see a different change. I, no I, way. He's gonna go one two. But I don't think if I was GM of the of the Bengals, I wouldn't I wouldn't go. I wouldn't give up on Andy Dalton yet. If I was a GM, I'd go. If I was the GM of the Bengals, I'd go Simmons number one. He's I'm a not, freak I'd, athlete. Chase Young, especially in the way the league is going, the premier pass rushers are so hard to come by. The Bose Have you seen hot. Simmons? He's like the most athletic person I've ever seen in my life. 
No, he's gonna go. He's gonna go top five. But I would take him number one. Yeah, I I think you can make an argument. I think you can make an argument for it. But I'm still taking Chase Young. Right. This isn't a debate segment yet, guys. Okay. I know that's why I didn't. That's why I didn't go into it. No, I know. I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, anything else in the combine? I mean, any any other sleeper picks? They're um, not really sleeper picks, but. This draft, from what I can, uh, people are saying on ESPN and stuff, is re- very receiver heavy. Like, there's a lot of good wide receivers coming out, so I'm hoping um, one one or two sneak into the later rounds, and the, my Rams can pick someone up um, because we need to get some young talent. We got a lot of money tied up in Gurley and Goff and uh, yeah, Jalen Ramsey. We need to get some young um, talent that we don't have to pay so much for. There you go. Heard it from the expert over here. Okay, a um, little bit of MLB talk. Let's talk a little bit about the Ash. Uh, obviously, they got key, caught in the cheating scandal with the stealing the signs. Uh, now in spring training, they are getting thrown at. Uh, what do we What do we think about this? I just think this whole this whole situation has just been a mess, um, and it's kind of hard to like know what the right thing to do here is. Like I. And I just love how all the MLB players are talking about it and um, using their platform to, you know, like shame the, the cheating. Um, but I, I think the commissioner, it, when he came out and said that, like, if you throw out the Astros, there's going to be fines for the players. But, like, the players that got caught cheating didn't get any fines or pretty much any repercussions. Like, I just think that's a little hypocritical. Um, and I personally, I, if they're going to get thrown at like they they probably deserve it. <laughs> I to hear this from the baseball players. I, I mean, what do you guys think? I was a baseball player, but anyways, um, I love I don't love it, but I like that they're getting thrown at. It shows that baseball is policing itself. If the commissioner's not going to step in, the players are going to show that it was wrong. You shouldn't do that. The fans are also doing it. Now I don't. I don't think you should be throwing 90 mile per hour fastballs at people's heads, but if you hit if you hit them with an off speed, no, nah, plunk them in the back. You don't gotta go above the shoulder. Plunk them in the back. That's true. That's also fine. It's just <laughs> as long as you show. But there is a point where it could be too much. Where if you accidentally hit someone in the head, it's gonna look really bad. Yeah, I'll I feel be, like, I feel like Cam has a take here. He's he's chilling. Yeah, I mean, I just think I think the league's upset that they're not owning up to it. Like, give Carlos Correa kind of defending his decision, not admitting to it. I think it would be a lot better if they just owned up and said, "Yeah, we we did that. We messed up." And I think there wouldn't be as bad of repercussions. Is this the MLB's version of like the NFL's Ray Rice whole ordeal with not not in terms of what actually happened, but the way mm-hmm. they handled it? I mean, I remember that and. What did they give him? Three games or something Original. crazy like yeah. that, and there was a whole out like a uproar about it, and then it was very hypocritical. That kind of seems like it is here. I mean, it's a little bit different domestic violence and cheating, but mm-hmm. I, I would say this is more comparable to in the NFL of like one of the times that the Patriots cheated. Like, okay. You know? Yeah, Deflate Gate. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Good. Good point. But I'm saying the way the term, the hypoc- the hypocrisy and how yeah, it, like them, the commissioners mishandled it. Right, it definitely just, fumbled the bag. It's it's kind of sad, but um, it'll be an interesting year for the MLB, especially if the Astros kind of emerge as one of the better teams again. They will. So 
yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. All right, it's time, the time we have all been waiting for. Let's go. The debate dominance segment. So uh, I think we found our format, how we want to do it. Um, we are going to do it this way. Cam and I are going to argue Lil Uzi Vert, Eternal Take. And um, old head versus the new wave of hip hop. It's kind of it's going to be interesting. I'm very passionate about this, so I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> we but, need to get like we need to get like a OK Boomer button. Like <laughs> every time he says something, hit OK I, Boomer. No, you're gonna be a lot this time. Uh, so <laughs> we're gonna be debating that, and then you guys, I, I do we want to like you guys will vote on it or yeah that's votes? A, yeah can't. me and Ty will kind of talk it over and decide yeah. okay okay um, okay and so then Kate and I are gonna debate and then the winner of the two debates are gonna debate in a final debate right and the losers are going to pick the final topic one. from a topic topic pool which we will talk about when we get to that point but uh, this is gonna be fun I'm excited for this. Who I who wants to go first? Should me and Cam go first? I'll kind of let, let me intro it, um, and you guys can kind of develop your arguments for a little bit. Uh, intro uh, the topic. Yeah, intro the topic. All right. No All right so uh, for the first debate, he's got note cards. <laughs> he's got notes. Alessio versus Cam Gloveblender Armstrong. And what the topic? Say <laughs> no boxing be. match. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it. Fight. Pretty much is. Yeah, as we're going at it. So. Vert and the new wave of music versus the old head and the traditional style of hip-hop music. Um, I'm going to defer to Trey to go first. He is the host of Are You Entertained? So right. he's going to go first and give his argument. Okay. So um, I did a little – I listened to uh, Eternal Take. I gave an hour in life to this album. And I, I took some notes. I also wanted to morph it into, you know, Lil Uzi Vert and the whole argument of kind of traditional yeah. lyricism rap versus this new wave of trash trap rap. Um, so how, where do we where do we want to start here, Cam? I'll let you I'll let you go. Sure, no, I'll let you I'll let you lead. You can say what you want about Eternal Take and I'll count yeah. it from there yeah. once first, you're done. First, I'll give my takes on Eternal a Take. Um so I don't know. So that way I'll just, I, I'll just kind of read my notes and then kind of give my takes. So that way has the Backstreet Boys sample. Thought that was interesting. Uh, very catchy song. Prices has the Travis Scott sample. Thought that was pretty cool. How he flipped cool. that. Uh, you Better Move has the pinball sample, the Windows pinball game. How he flipped that. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Sid, the, the lone uh, feature, uh, at least the lone uh, credited feature, to me was one of the bright spots on this album. She's a real talent. She uh, is from Odd Future. She used to be with that whole crew. She's off with the internet now, and she does little solo things every once in a while. I thought that was a really good, um, musically, a good spot on the album. Okay, so... I think I think it's become apparent that I'm the old head of this uh, debate and this whole podcast, if you will. Uh, I do not really enjoy the trap rap feel. I'm not gonna lie to you; this album didn't do much for me. Uh, yeah, it's fun, cool. Uh, I just I don't know. I and you equated it. Someone said I think did you say the whole Lil Wayne thing? Yeah. Like okay, cool. I just I don't know. I, Lil Wayne. 
it's just different to me. Like when I when I listen to Lil Uzi Vert, I, ju- I, I he has bars, if you will, but I don't know. It's like it's this thing of mumble rap, and he is kind of in mumble rap. Maybe not as much as like Playboy Cardi or Young Thug or any of those guys, but. It just, they don't hit me. Like, I, I don't know if it's my age and where I'm at in life. Just, like, music that is just, like, you say one thing, you say something, and then you say, like, unibrow, Anthony Davis. Like, I don't care about that. Like, it doesn't matter to me. Bars are cool, but, like, I I want something that means something, and it's going to move the dial. And this really just did I mean... Yes, it's fun kind of turn up music, but it's really the same throughout 20 tracks in an hour. Um, It's very bloated, very trap heavy. I think he relies way too heavily on the hooks and the catchy beats. Yes, he's very, very popular. He has a crazy following. I think he has, what, 2 million followers or something. Um, On what? Twitter? Just Yeah, on Twitter. Uh, It's just... What what is he really? Six point one million. Okay, six point one. Now he bumped up a couple four mil just today. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. No, just my whole thing is it goes back to what is he really saying? Give me give me a album that Kendrick Lamar produces, J Cole produces. You know something something that moves the dial and tells me a story. And again, maybe I'm the old head, and that's just where I'm at in my life. Like I want. Even even an album like uh, Circles by Mac Miller, it's not necessarily a story, but it's just beautiful music. This, to me, it's fun, but I don't know. That's all I can really say about it. It's just trappy, and really, it's <laughs> half the time, I don't even know what the man is saying. He I, He's just mumbly. I just, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. Jay's on his soapbox here. I, I just can't do it. It's just, I, I will not go back and listen to this album. Sorry, Cam. Uh, P2, like, he flipped his old – really, it was the it was the same, like, beat as his old podcast. Yeah, it was the exact same. It was the exact same one. Kind of flipped it and did a different flow on it. I'll be honest with you. This is my hot take of the day. Janae Keo dropped the best album of the day. Outstanding album. I'm serious. I didn't think. Listen, I, here, here, let, I have to interrupt there because yeah. I didn't see Janae Akio go number one trending in less than 30 minutes because she dropped her album. I don't care about that. In a span of 15 I, minutes, this man went number one trending on Twitter. I'm talking about quality. I'm not talking about oh quality. My goodness I, this gracious. is a really, really all good right, album. All right, Cam, your turn to respond. All right, I'm just going to speak about a turtle take. That's what's going to happen. So. First of all, Trey says this this tells no story and he's wrong. I think he's just I think he's has a stereotype because these these type of rappers he thinks can't tell a story. But he's this, he's from outer space and he's talking he's about He's not from rap. outer space. He's in the the story is about him and his three personalities being abducted by this uh, these aliens that he calls which are related to a cult obviously you probably knew that. The Heaven's Gate cult that believes that our creator was from out of space. And then he comes back to Earth and he tries telling somebody and he's like, dude, I don't know what I just saw. And nobody believes him. So that I mean, that's a story to me. And I think he does things better on here, like the skits, per se. I think he does that better on this than most storytelling people. 
Like, I'll be honest with you, I, J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, they'll have skits in their albums. Half the time, those are just skits to me. This, he puts it right at the end of the song, and I listen, I'm actually interested in it. Can I, can I interject? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I'm allowed to interject. Okay, so take away those skits at the end of those songs. Is there still a story? Because I, 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 get, I get the whole thing. I get no, the whole no, thing. That, that's a fair point. No, there is not. Yeah, thank you, thank you. No, you're right there, but there's still a story to be given here. Okay. So you can't you can't really take everything away from it. So as far as the music, every song, the first six songs he describes as his first personality is the baby Pluto, where he can he just shows that he can go toe to toe with any rapper for flow. He he's up there. Toe to toe for pure flow, he he can do, he's up there with the best tell, of them. Tell tell this tell the people. Tell the people what you texted in the group chat today. He could go toe-to-toe with Drake lyrically. Get no, I didn't say lyrically. I said flow. That's different. That is totally different. I, you did not, I did not say I lyrically we were talking ever. Cars, brother. Trey, are I'll you? Never, are, are, never, are he's you twisting this first. He's twisting this. I got receipts, man. I know you didn't say lyrically. <laughs> All right, but Trey, are you on Are You Entertained's podcast right now? Prepared to say that Louis Vert is not a talented artist? I, no, okay. Oh, you would be so twisted if you said yes. <laughs> he's, I, he's he's hesitating. No, he I mean, yeah, exactly. I'm not a fan, but he has fans and they like him, so I can't knock. I will say he's very popular and he's riding the wave right now. There's he a. Is, he is the wave. He's the one who created this whole wave. He, he not necessarily created, but he's the one. He's the one who's perfected it, and he's the first one to perfect it and be the first SoundCloud rapper. Okay, I have a, a quote. Keep keep doing your your spiel. I'm gonna pull up this quote that I. Okay, so the first six songs would be Baby Pluto, where he is like his first personality, where he just raps and he just he comes with a pent up energy that sounds like he's been waiting for two years to release music, and he's not been holding it back on purpose his next six songs would be his orangey is what he calls it it's like his orange hair which means this and that whatever but like that's like the sadder songs like such as i'm sorry chrome heart tags which is personally one of my favorites and then price is the travis scott and then the next six would be the classic uzi which is what he describes you know it's just classic uzi that we know and i really like part two because it's flipped and I've never heard somebody go on the same beat and almost do it. Exo tour life blew up to number seven on the hot 100. It was, it was his highest charting before futsal shuffle and part two to me, I think he came back and did it even better. I've never really seen someone go back to the same beat and do it better. So that was really cool to me. So, yeah, I mean, I think this album is fantastic, but to be fair, I I've listened to it a bunch of times already today. It's the only thing I've listened to today. And I think each time I listen to it, it keeps growing on me even more. And being a big Uzi fan, so I liked it, obviously, off the first song. Off the first listen, I loved it. So being a big Uzi fan that it's still growing on me is just shows a lot. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I think I want to talk a little bit more so about the, 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 liter- the old wave, mm-hmm. the old head versus the new wave whole thing. Um, I don't know. I think I, I was trying to 
find uh, a Royce the Five Nine line in this new uh, album, which I think is one of the best rap albums, pure rap albums that I've heard in a quite some time. Check um, out the allegory. Um, he has some line. It, I this it, messing it up a little bit, but essentially it's don't ride the wave, ride what's in your heart, something like that. Like. Like, I, I think a lot of these rappers today, Lil Uzi Vert heavily included, is riding the wave, trap wave, mumble rap, uh, more focused on a fun beat and really not saying anything than telling a story. I think something that moves the dial. Every, every one of these little uh, uh, album covers in here, it moves the dial. And I think the way they do that is they find a unique sound, which at this point, Lil Uzi Vert's sound is not really unique. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just not. I mean, some people, I, I don't That's know. That's interesting. Name, name someone who sounds like him then. They find, they, find, they find a unique sound and they tell a beautiful story. I'll get I'll get to that in a minute. I wanted to. Mo moderators, can I point out that he had no response? Yeah, that's right. Do you have an answer to Cam's question? Well, a rapper that you've actually listened to. Another I know you don't listen to a lot of mumble rappers. I don't. You call them. I, would, so. I, would, I would bet you that Lil Baby, Gunna. Bet you. He he doesn't actually listen to these people. He's telling you he would bet. You're, you're right. I don't listen to these mm, See, See, that's what I'm saying. He doesn't actually know. <laughs> Young Thug, Playboy Cardi, I loop them all into one bundle. And uh, I would even throw like Travis Scott in there. I love, I Ooh. really like Travis Scott. But I think he's at the high end of this wave. I think all these others are kind of tier two, kind of mumble, like mush together. Um, I don't know. I just, I would, 10 times out of 10 times, I would rather have a story with skits and with beautiful instrumentation and actually understanding what they're saying. And I don't really care about the bars. I care about the lyricism of the stories than trap beats and fun turn up music. Like, so a song that sounds terrible but has a good story to it, you would you would listen to that? No, I mean not necessarily sound terrible. When I say instrumentation, mm. I mean piano, I mean guitars, I mean violins, I mean flutes, I mean like mm -hmm. actual fucking music. <laughs> I mean my my thing is is Lil Wayne is looked at as one of like the forefathers of rap almost. He's up there. He's a legend. His whole career, I don't remember one time of him telling a story. He uses wordplay just like everyone else. Now. And, and that, that is a valid point. And you know what? At this point in my in my life where I'm at, like, musically and musically taste, if, he, if Lil Wayne were a new rapper coming up today, I don't know if I'd be a real fan of him. Um, but at one point, were you a Lil Wayne fan? Oh, I mean, I still am. But I think that's because back in high school – I like turn up music. I like frat rap. I like bars. But at right. this point in my life, I, I like a story and I like beautiful music. Trent. Yeah. Do you think your high school self would have liked this album? Do you think you would have liked this in high school? Good question. It's a good it question, is a good babe. question. I mean, maybe. 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 I feel like back in high school, I was a big like Wiz Khalifa fan. I was a big like Tyga fan. And that was kind of well, that. And Lil, I mean, Lil Wayne was mm -hmm. the the great of mm. that time. At this point, I would say, M. yeah, M Eminem too. But I would say the greats right now is like they would be like Kendrick Lamar and J Cole. Whereas 
then it was Lil Wayne and Young Young Money ran things. Um, and I could see myself riding that wave and enjoying Eternal Take back in high school. I just I think it's more so I don't want to say a generational gap because we're not that far apart, but I just I think where I'm at in my life, I I want a story to be told. I had a lot of time to talk. Cam, I'm gonna give you a chance to respond and then we'll we'll end this debate. Hey, wait, Todd. Yeah, all right. I have a question for Cam. Do you think you you could like this album if it came out when you were thirty? Yes, I, I really do, but maybe that's just because that's when this is what I like. Like this is what I'm listening to. This, I think I'll be an Uzi fan forever. I don't think I will there will ever be a point in my life where I'm like, man, Uzi is whack. Kinda <laughs> like Trey is with Lil Wayne. But my thing is, is if this wave wasn't such a if it was so trash as Trey thinks it is, then why is every number one song just like this? Roddy Rich, the box. I would expect to see an Uzi song coming up here pretty soon off this album. I would be willing to bet, especially when he drops a deluxe. Those snippets are going to blow up, I promise. And if this wave wasn't, if this wave was so trash, then why do you see the big rappers such as Kendrick Lamar with Humble? He, he's he's hopping on this wave. The second part of that song where he keeps doing the A, you know he's coming at these rappers, but he's doing it in their style. If these big rappers that are their style is so much better, why do they feel the need to shoot down at this wave? Why is this wave always the one that's being talked about? Can I read real quick? Yeah. You guys, sure. no, we're gonna vote. Okay, we're gonna vote quickly before. So I would, I would argue that the reason why the, it goes number one and they pump this trap music and everyone loves it so much is because. Radio knows that everyone loves this, and so they feed it to you. They feed it, feed it, feed it to you. They know it, it's popular, so they're going to play it over and over and over again because they want you to sing along and tune in. It's, it's, it's heavily radio-like. Radio's behind a lot of it. Now the streets, they feed it, feed it, feed it to you. Every time J. Cole and Kendrick drop, they go number one. I know they do. They always do. They're the greats. You're you're right, but I think quality over trumps the the popularity at that point. And to also your point with the humble thing, yes, right, he did go trap there a little bit, but it's enough. It's it there. There's so many different layers to peel back. Um, you could like for KOD, most of that are it's over trap beats, but mm -hmm. you could say it's more so tongue in cheek poking fun at the trap rappers by taking their their flow and those sort of things and sending a message over those beats. There, and Humble, there's so many different layers. When you pull it out as a single, it's a different layer. When you put it together with the whole damn album, it's mm -hmm. a different yeah. There's just so many layers. But we, I could go on and on and on about this. I, I know you, you guys have to have your any, time. Any last word? Me? No, I, I just think that if this wave was so far down there, they wouldn't even feel the need to uh, respond to it per se, or shoot it down all the time. GGs, GGs. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys my vote um, and give me a little bit of an explanation. Uh, you guys brought up really good points on both ends, and I think what decided it for me is when Cade brought up the point about if Trey would have liked this music in high school, and he I he probably was hiding it a little bit, and I know you would really like. If you were coming up to this in high school, in college, and you, like I said, you got both good arguments. And me personally, like I probably, if I'm gonna sit down and listen to an album, 
I'm going to side with Trey and listen to like a Kendrick Lamar or Frank Ocean or a J. Cole album. But Lil Uzi Vert, like it or not, was a pioneer in one of in this new wave music. Maybe you can argue Chief Keith, Young Thug, bit, young, young Thug. But Lil Uzi was a pioneer in this, and I don't think that should be slighted. But at the end of the day, like Trey, just because your standard of music, just because it, you can't demean this wave just because you don't enjoy it. Being a consumer of hip hop, no, I know you that can't, you don't define the standard of what's good. Like obviously, it's really popular. Popular with doesn't that, mean good. With that, saying. with that being, said, <laughs> with that being said, I'm gonna have to side with Cam. What? Wow, you liked it, Al. You liked the album. Bias. I want to listen to the argument. Ty, I respect that vote because you were not a you were not a Uzi fan when you lived in our house for a while. So Ty's had to come around in about a year turn. So you both brought up like good arguments, and obviously I'm a big Uzi fan, so I tried to put the bias away. I really tried. And the question I asked you, Trey, wasn't to try and set you up at all because I asked Cam the same question. And this argument really boils down to arrogance. Like, I know it's hard <laughs> to listen. Like, Cam, you said you like him. And when this album, if this album dropped when you're 30, I'm not sure that's true. Trey, you I think said it's true. you just won't listen to him. And I know it's hard for you to listen to him because of the age you're at, like, it's just not your style anymore. But when I got the answer to the question that you would like him in high school, I think he's good because I think you'd be listening to him now if you liked him in high school. I just want to reiterate, I'm not saying that he's trash. I just personally don't enjoy the music. I mean, I, yeah. I straight up. I understand that. So what's your vote, Kate? Cam, I'm sorry. It's not biased. <laughs> You're off the podcast. Now. <laughs> hey, moving on to the second round. That is just whack. Okay. Uh, we have some. All right, give us a give us an intro. All right, so a little bit of intro. We have in the blue corner, two fly tie tie, and in the red corner, we have Cade the Turtle Killer. They will be arguing who. Would you rather? Who would you want to start an NBA franchise around? You have to pick one player. We do one player. Yeah. One, one player. One, play. one player to build an NBA franchise around. I'm gonna give it to Cade first. Cade, go for it. So my player, it's the probably the best upcomer you can choose, Luka Doncic. He is averaging like around 30 points. 9.5 assists, around 8 rebounds, I think. It's around there. It's really high numbers. Yeah, I have, the, I have the stats here. I have the stats here. This is his second year in the league. He got drafted in 2018. Yep, he second year. played pro ball in Europe for um, since when he was, like, teenager. He's been in this environment, and he's shown he's clutch. He's pretty injury. Like, he's resistant to injury. He hasn't had a major one. He, he's a good dude. You see that he's not a toxic teammate. He's there, and he really wants to win. You can see that mentality. Like, he ripped his jersey because he was frustrated. And it's not like one where he's going to get mad and yell at his teammates, but he's there. He really wants to win, and he's such a good guy you can build a franchise around. All right. I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Luka <laughs> he's been in the league for two years. He was the rookie of the year. 
averaging 24 points a game, eight and a half rebounds a game, seven assists per game, 45% from the field. Is this his rookie year? No, no, this is his career. So <laughs> last year, last year and this year. I'm talking about this year. Yeah, keep going, keep going. You're talking about practice. He's shooting 32% uh, from the three-point. So he's not the greatest three-point shooter, but he's still decent. All these stats, phenomenal. He has the Mavs. uh, He just set the record for most triple-doubles. And I'm going to tell you why I'm not taking Luka Doncic to start my franchise around. The correct answer is Jason Tatum. This guy, Mm. the highest ceiling of any of the young players in this league. I'm talking about Zion. I'm talking about Trey. Ice Trey. Can, can, I, can I ask you a question? Hold on. Let, let me let me get my... Okay, okay, I have a question. So, Jason Tatum, he's in his third year. Um, and, I, and I think another argument against Luka, um, I don't know how much higher his ceiling is. Um, he's a phenomenal player. and He's really, really good. Like... I'd probably say after Luke, or I mean after uh, Jason Tatum, I'd probably take Luca. Um, but I just think Jason Tatum's ceiling is so much higher, and you've already seen so much growth from his uh, first and second year to this third year. Like there has been times this season where I watched him against the Clippers, he was the best player on the floor. And you got Kawhi Leonard, you got Paul George, uh, you got Kimba Walker on the floor, and he took over that game, took him to double OT, and won that game. Um, this guy literally, rest in peace, Kobe, has the Mamba mentality. He can be unguardable at times. When his offense is going and he's on his game. He's unguardable. And I think the part of the reason. I say Luca can be unguardable when he's on his game, too. Because Luca can drive, he can shoot the three, hit mid ranges. And Luca's three is farther than Jason Tatum's. I just think, I just think Luca, when he can't play that bully ball like no he can drive he can drive and he's a, a very effective offensive player and i think he's phenomenal i just think jason tatum's ceiling is higher that's why i would want to start my franchise around around him more and i think you've seen so much growth from his first year to his third year now he's got made the all-star team um his kind of took a, a i wouldn't say a sophomore slump but i think playing with Kyrie wasn't the best situation for him and I think you've really seen him flourish this year with Kimba. Um, and he's really shown his ability to be a superstar in this league and being one to take the torch down in the future. Boom! Mike. Hey, I have a question. I have, I have a question. Have a question. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so what – are you trying to go for a young player? Are you trying to go for a good player? Build around right now, build for the future. So, like, what constitutes as, like, a young player? I could present you both with the argument that you could choose Giannis, who's only 25 years old and has won MVP of the league. Giannis is already established, and they're already building around him. So, I'm talking about, like, I'm talking about, like, Zion, Luka, Jason Tatum. Okay, uh, so we're talking third-year younger players. Uh, Josh, you can make an argument for Don. And none of you pick Zion. No. no, he's too injury prone. I think he had one injury. That's yeah, he, before he even got in the league, and he was injured in college too. But Cam, you're telling me, Cam, you're gonna, Cam, you're gonna tell me you want to take Zion? No, over Luca. I would take Zion. No, I wouldn't. I personally might even mess around and choose John Morant. 
I don't think so. I just think Jason Tatum has the highest ceiling, and the oh, and you can build and you can build around him too. Well, you can like, say he has the highest ceiling, but what? Back it up. Okay, let me back it up for you. Let me pull out. Let me pull out his stats from his first year to where he's at now. So his. I have seen that Clippers game. It, he was fantastic. He was the best player on the floor that night. That's a fact. So his career, his career stats, points per game. He averages seventeen per game. This year, he averages twenty three and a half. His career rebounds six. This season, he's averaging eight. Career stats. The. Uh, for assists, he averages two. This season, he's averaging five and a half. Field goal percentage is 45. Three-point percentage is 40%. And just for reference here, best three-point percentage in the league right now is 48%. That's George Hill on the bus. So he's an elite three-point shooter. Where Luka, and the way that the, the league is going, what was Luka shooting from the three? 32%, which is not terrible, but it's not great by any stretch of the means. And the way the league is going, more reliant on three-point shooting, Jason Tatum is elite in both. Elite, elite, elite. I want to build my franchise around. Jason Tatum is a lockdown defender. Or maybe I want to say lockdown defender, but he's a really good defender. Uh, I personally. He hasn't shown the ability to be a lockdown defender. Let the man rebuttal. I want to build my franchise around someone who's going to get it done in clutch time. Someone who's going to be ready for those big games because those count. Those are the things that count. Uh, Luca has shown, you've seen, he wins so many games just for the Mavericks. Like, by buzzer beaters. He He's played pro ball before for the UK. So, he's there. He's been there. He's got that mentality. He's going to win. And he's going to make sure he's going to win. And he'll do whatever it takes. I'm, I'm not sitting here saying that, you know, I wouldn't want Luca on my team. That I'm not, I'm not saying that he's a bad player. I'm just saying, for the sake of this argument, if I'm picking someone I want to build my franchise around, I'm taking Jason Tatum over Luca. Luca Bras. I think Luca's just almost easier to build around. You can't count on someone getting, like, you can't just count on them, their potential, because they could flop, they could get hurt. Luca is already there. And I'm not, I'm not basing Jason Tatum on solely potential. He has shown he has shown, especially this season and its first season, that he can produce in this league and go toe to toe with the greatest players in the Eastern and Western Conference. And I think the prime, prime example the prime example is when he played the Clippers. Double OT won that game. You can also argue that Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum has uh, better teammates around him, and Luca doesn't. Mavs are a solid team. I yeah, was, but the I was, only one he has is Porzingis. <laughs> Equivalent situations. I, I don't think the Celtics situation is the same as the Mavericks. Luka is just the forefront of that team. Yeah, no, I think Luka, like I said, Luka is a really good player. He, he really is. I mean, he's already he broken the Mavericks triple-double record. Like 21, 21 or 22. Yeah. He's ridiculous. Like, he's crazy talented. And I'm so, like, I'm... I've been so into the NBA this year. Like the NBA is super fun to watch right now, and I'm excited, thrilled for the, the playoffs. Um, I I can see three or four teams winning. I really can. All right, here's my question: If you would have gone first in this debate, would you have picked Luca? No, I was going Jason. I knew he was going to pick Luca, so I was going to go Jason. Okay. <laughs> he knew I was going to pick Luca because 
Luca's there. I thought you were, I thought you were gonna pick Luca or uh, I thought you were gonna pick Luca or um, Zion. I would never pick Zion. Because you can you can make the argument for Zion. I think like he is. I mean, we have such a small sample size right now. Like, his injuries just destroy him. Um, we'll see if he can. Yeah. All right. Uh, Cam, you got any questions? Any final thoughts? or No more have... questions. Trey, I'll let you vote first. Okay. Um, I'll be honest with you. I really haven't been following the NBA very closely. Um, I don't it, – it's more so just the argument and the stats for me. And I think Ta- Ty came prepared, so I'm going to give it to Ty. I'm sorry, Cade. <sighs> it's all love. GG's. All right. So, for me – if you vote opposite, because then I don't know how we're going to break the, the tie. Flip a corner. So, for me, I went into this thinking, yeah, like, purely basketball. I watch a lot of basketball. Purely basketball, I'm like, Luca, man, all the way. Luca, is he's a talent. Like, seriously, he can do everything. But Ty did bring up this Celtics game against the Clippers that I watched the entire game. <laughs> one game. You can't say anything just about one going, game. Tatum just hold on. I didn't say I was done, and Tatum did just keep going bucket after bucket after bucket, and he can guard. He was so there bar- were a couple of possessions. There were a couple of possessions he made Kawhi look bad, and Kawhi's best player in the league. Oh, that's another. That's a do- topic for another day. That's a topic for another time. <laughs> but Tatum, the thing about Luca is he's young. He's really young. Like he's two years younger. I, to be honest, I said all that, and I still don't even know who I would pick. But I would probably – I think Ty presented the better argument for Tatum. Let's go. You just did that because that was easy. <laughs> what do you mean that was easy? I want Luke is good. And he's, I, I love your argument about the pro ball. I love that. I was like, yeah, he's tough. But I don't like when Ty said the uh, that they have equivalent teams. That's not true. The Celtics aren't better than the Mavs, significantly better. I, Mavs play in the West a lot tougher. They Sounds play like in you the want West. Me to win the argument, but you won't say it. They play in the West, but the Celtics have Jalen Brown, Kemba Walker, Gordy. Like, Gordon, yeah, he's he's trash now, unfortunately. Hey, yeah, I'm gonna. Hey, I'm just gonna go with Ty round. because because he presented the better argument. That's why. I, I did make okay. the better argument. I did. I know. Okay, so we have our finalists. We have Ty 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 and Glove Lender Cam in the finals. Um, now, Cade and I have to discuss what we are going to pick from our topic of pools or pool topic. What you know, what I'm saying um, we have so on the list, and we can throw in some more if we really need to or want to. So I put best Drake Lucy's. Which Disney Plus series will be the best? What's the best Call of Duty? Or who's going to be in the final for this year? Uh, what do we think, Cade? What, what's your opening opening thoughts? Call of Duty one's good. Which Should one? Save it? The Call That's of Duty what I'm one? saying. I know you want to be in that argument. So do you want to save that? Or I personally want to do the Drake one myself. So I was going to throw out the Disney Plus one for these scrubs, but... Yeah, I, I think Disney Plus is the way to go. I was also thinking that. You don't have yeah. for that? Yeah. Okay. Disney Plus series. This, can, can this, includes, this includes um, future current original series and upcoming. So we have The Mandalorian. You can include the, the new season of Clone Wars, 
We have uh, Winter Soldier, Falcon, we Loki, Loki, yeah, Loki, Obi One. Uh, we have the Cassian Andor series. Technically, those are just talked about, but if you have enough backing, you can say that. Uh, there was just an announced a prequel for Be- Beauty and the Beast. I don't know. There's not really much there, but hey, if you want to argue it, go for it. We're doing movies too. Yeah. What? Um, no, it says too. series or just TV series. I was gonna do series, but if you really okay. want to do a movie, I don't really care. Cam, you want to go first, or uh, oh, yeah. I'll let you go first, man. Huh? I'll give you the I'll give you the advantage of going first. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna take the the, the Falcon and uh, Winter, Soldier. Winter Soldier series coming up. Yeah. Uh, I I think the easy argument and probably would be the easiest to go with would be the Mandalorian because it's already established yeah. the yeah. It's already established their success. But I'm gonna stray away from that and say the Winter Soldier and uh, I just think the potential with this one. I think had to do so many different things. The way that they and is this the gonna be the first? Marvel one that they're doing, or is yes. one one division? Nope. Mm-hmm. First one in line. I believe I think the hype for it is going to be. <laughs> is he is he playing some COD? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Anyway, I just think the the interest in the story itself, uh, the way Marvel has left off and where they're transitioning the universe. Um, this show has so much potential. I mean, obviously, it has to be executed correctly, um, which I think Marvel does a fantastic job of doing. They don't usually miss, um, and this will be their first Disney Plus show. So I'm excited to see what they have in store. Um, I think personally, um, out of all of the upcoming ones, this is the one that I'm most excited for. And I think you can make the argument um, for this being the most intriguing of the Marvel uh, Disney Plus shows that are that are upcoming. Okay, and I, I think you're forgetting Star Wars. Do you? you I, the that's Obi? all. Of them. The yeah. Obi? yeah, even yeah. over Obi. No, I said of the Marvel ones. Marvel. Of the Marvel ones. Okay. Okay. Cam. Right. Yeah, but first, before I go, I want to say there's a little more Uzi news. A little ah, more. Jesus. His breaking news. He, he seems to confirm that Lotus, which or come this way. His most anticipated snippet, like everyone on Twitter is always talking about it. Every- he seems to confirm that it's going to be on the deluxe, by the way. So that would be his three most anticipated snippets. Wow. There you Just go. Just saying. Just saying. All right. As for me, I'm going to go with the Obi-Wan series. I think for the Obi-Wan series, there's so much that has not, like, there's a lot of mystery kind of behind Obi-Wan. And I think that that you could just run with that, kind of like Mandalorian. Nobody really knows a lot about. It. It's a cool show, but like I think Obi Wan, Kate, Kate, I'm not the no. Just Star keep Wars going. Fan. I'm talking about the average Star Wars fan. There's a lot of mystery to him. Like if you've just seen the movies, that's just it. Just keep going. Okay, I think there's a lot of mystery, and you could really go anywhere with it. How he did a lot of stuff. I, I don't know everything there is to know. Like how did he find out about Anakin? I really don't even know that. That could be something I'm just missing, but there's so much you could do with that. And I think that there's endless possibilities. You can keep it going for a long time, and people would be intrigued. And I think it could possibly be the best over Mandalorian and everything. Cam, so you're telling me, sitting there as an avid Marvel fan. Avid Marvel fan, yeah. You are more excited for the Obi-Wan series than Falcon and Winter Soldier. For Falcon and Winter I think my biggest 
You're, Marvel you're, would be Loki. Said, the biggest Marvel anticipated <laughs> series. I'm saying Marvel. I'm saying Marvel. You said Marvel. Yeah. You said Marvel. I'm saying I think there's a better Marvel series even than the one you said. I think Loki would be my number two choice. I was You're just, going with Obi-Wan, right? What's that? Yeah, I'm done with Obi-Wan. I don't know everything there is to know, so you can dismantle me if you would like. <laughs> yeah. I just think that the, the anticipation factor coming off of um, Endgame of Marvel and kind of the transition of what they're doing and see. This is their first product that they're putting out on Disney Plus to see what they're going to do. Is it going to is it going to move the universe forward? Um, is it going to not really have anything to do with the universe? Um, these are questions that we don't know that we're going to get the answer to. Um, Can I interject? Sure. If I were you, I would have picked WandaVision because it's going to be a sitcom mixed with a Marvel movie. We've never had that before. It's going to be interesting. If I were Cam, you mi- I'm sorry, you missed the biggest the biggest point that you could have drove home was the fact that Ewan McGregor is going to be Obi-Wan. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. But his thing, but his is, the characters are in that for him too, so they would almost cancel out. But there's Sebastian just, Stan. It's, it's a little bit Mackie. different for Star Wars because Oh, or Ewan McGregor is like the perfect age where he is supposed to be Obi-Wan for the series. It just the stars align perfectly. That's what I would have drove home with for your argument. For the Marvel argument, I would have said WandaVision simply because we've never seen a, a, a sitcom. But I just, don't, I just don't think that's going to be the best. And I'm not, I know, I'm not super I, interested. That, that's that. my turn. But my... <laughs> Go ahead, Kate. Sure. Okay, so Cam, your argument. Unfortunately, you're you're uninformed when you start the thing. <laughs> oh no! I am your average Star Wars fan. Yeah, I know. All. You said I'm, how I'm you not... meet Anakin. You learned that in the well fourth. I know movie, how first he met movie. him. How did he find out about him? We know that already. Uh, but well, anyways, yeah, no, we do know that too. We I know can, a lot about. I can't say here. We know a lot sure. about Obi Wan already. Like he has. A loved one like we you know that from the clone wars you ever you ever seen him yes i don't watch the clone wars i'm your average star wars fan i'm I talking know. about average people and, not nerds man and you're making a terrible <laughs> you're making a terrible <laughs> argument so you're just such a terrible argument the problem with marvel is <laughs> i'm a big star wars fan but if i was in this debate loki all the way the loki show is. i was about to say that but you guys show. keep talking i was gonna say the show that will have the like you're bound to be let down by Winter Soldier because it's not gonna really show the aftermath. It's like it could, but it's not gonna be Loki. You're gonna get a lot of information. Loki is going you don't to know be the best show. But you have you have no of, information the, at all. One of the main point one of the main points of the argument here is just this is the first one that's coming out, correct? Like, correct. and we've already kind of seen what Star Wars has put out with the Mandalorian. And I don't think the OB, I don't think that's going to be anything similar to that at all, like stylistically or anything like that. But we, we've still seen what they've done, Star Wars, on this platform. We haven't had that with Marvel or their original content. So that alone is super interesting to see what Marvel is going to do uh, on this platform. Fair Fair arguments, fair arguments. I'm being would, honest, my argument was trash because I was going to pick Mandalorian, but that was the easy way out. So I tried to pick something else. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Cam. Hi, Cam. Depen- I know I lost. Halfway through, I realized I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I, I still could poke holes in your argument. I, I personally think that stylistically it could be very similar because it's more than likely going to show up on Tatooine and it just kind of has that Wild West vibe that Mandalorian does have. That would be my it rebut- could. rebuttal to it, you. It could, but it could. But. Hey, you can quote me on this. Loki's going to be the biggest show. It's going it, to be the most popular. And also, it was announced today, maybe a couple days ago, that uh, the Falcon Winter Soldier is directly after Endgame. So I don't know if that was known or whatever, but that was announced. So I got all signed. All right, Trey, we got, we got Trey's vote. Did we get Cade's vote? You. Yeah, Trey's not. Cade's buttered I didn't vote for him last time. No, I'm not, Cade. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Debate, comments. <laughs> Crown, uh, we have to dethrone this guy the next time. We please. For can, the I love get, of God. can I get a little victory speech? Please, for the love of God, we have to. We this can't. isn't around the horn. We need to come up with something. For Trevor, let him get his minute. Let us get. Let him get his minute. Um, you know, I just like to thank uh, Trey, Cam, and Cage for giving me a good debate. Uh, you know, you tried your best, um, but you know what they say: the best will always always prevail. Um, I I'm glad I got the first debate dominance. Uh, championship belt i look forward to holding on to it for a very long time and let's see if you guys can take me down next time we'll, Please, we'll be looking the, forward to for the love of god <laughs> okay that was our debate. i won the most important debate that's all i care about the drizzy drake one no no the uh the waves of music one i i still feel strongly in my Died, but whatever all right let's do okay, it let's, was let's fun gaming uh, and yeah wrap it up gaming box store uh, Kate, this is kind of your thing. First of all, tell us what's going on in the world of gaming, and then we can discuss whatever we need to discuss. So slow, th- slow for the world of gaming. Nothing too big except for Doom, unless you've heard of it. It's a really good game. If you haven't seen it, try it. Look at it. Fast-paced shooter. Uh, second biggest thing is COD's Battle Royale, which is teased. Um. It's been teased a lot, and uh, if you had to guess, this is kind of old news, but season two of COD has come. If you haven't seen that already, right? If you had to guess, when do you think that it will drop? Uh, Battle Royale. Yeah. Leak said March tenth, March 9th. Ooh. That's Wait, what? Who said that? Uh, leak on Twitter. Oh, really? So that's Ooh, we about to be on that Monday. Monday, yeah. So I think we all. I think we all have opinions here on on the Call of Duty. How are you guys feeling? Is it? becoming stale to you guys at this point a little bit yes i've put it down completely at the moment hey, i haven't i've been played in a while i hopped on i hopped on the other day and i'm just like i'm I, I need something new i've been anticipating this battle royale i freaking want it right i like yeah, i like i want it a lot i like given us the option to do the fast games all together the shoot house rust and shipment uh, I, that's kind of just my style. Uh, early on, this game was heavily. It felt, at least, it felt to, like to me uh, more geared towards the sniper and kind of the chill back and wait uh, for your kill. Candy. Yeah, can't, uh, more of the camp type style. I am personally more of a run and gun guy. I like to go get kills, more likely die, <laughs> and keep going. Uh, that's just my style. So I like those, those close 
those closer, smaller maps. Um, so I like that they put those together. But as for the Battle Royale, really looking forward to it. Really looking forward to how they include uh, Terminal, because that's mm -hmm. what they use to uh, tease it. Um, that's a great map. Really hoping that we get High Rise in some regard. I love that map, too. Very good map. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they include just a bunch of connected old maps or if they include new stuff, too. I'm interested. I'm excited. So, we'll see. So, for me, the game is kind of... I played Rust. I didn't really like Rust. Um, people... A lot of people use it off of nostalgia, and I didn't really play MW... Well, I mean, I played MW, too, but I wasn't the big Rust... 1v1 me on Rust guy, you know? <laughs> so, it didn't do it for me. Um, I liked Shipment a lot, which really... But that map gets stale after a while. Uh, the battle royale is definitely gonna get me back into it but the only thing they need is more health because if you're running around with that low of health yeah. it's not even gonna be fun i'm straight up not having a good time <laughs> <laughs> okay is that uh, all we have folks uh do we have any fun one second fellas all right uh any final thoughts you good no you that, was good? A, that was a fun podcast it was uh, fun mm -hmm. i like yeah we have a mm -hmm. guest appearance. What it do, homie? Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm Trey Lesio, the Dawn of Entertainment. We got the Scrubs, Cam, Cade, Two Fly Tie Tie, Debate Champ, buddy. Debate Champ. Two Whatever. Fly. I hate saying that. We have to take that away at some point. <laughs> uh, this is the Scrubs Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Like, subscribe, tell your friends. We're taking over the world and we're coming back for more later. Mm -hmm. Scrubs. Scrubs.